Good morning. Friends, one of the many things that I tend to think highly of and yet only really get to do on occasion is to go out and go fishing. For me, there's just something appealing about going out on the water and being able to cast a line into the sea or the river or even a nice lake or pond and then being able to sit down on the shore or in a nice boat and wait to see the fish that's going to bite. I always think about those signs and bumper stickers that men in particular, but also plenty of women around the world like to hang up on the back of their cars or on their office doors or in their workrooms. That sign that says, gone fishing. I mean, I'll just be honest with you this morning because I feel like I can. There has certainly been more than a few Sundays over the course of my 15 years of being a priest that I would have loved nothing more than have driven into the church and put up a nice sign that said, we regret to inform you that the rector has gone fishing. Only when I'm on vacation would that ever happen, but I've thought about it. When I was a little boy, it was my Uncle Milton and my dad who always took some time out to take me fishing in the summer, usually at a pond on a farm somewhere out in the county near my home. And since I've been here in Northeast Florida, I've had several chances to go out fishing in the intercoastal waterways. And once I even got invited and went with a friend on his boat out into the Atlantic for my first attempt at deep sea fishing. And each and every time I've been very blessed to at least have caught a few fish along the way. Of course, what we all learn when we finally find time to try it is that fishing is never quite as easy as everyone seems to think it will be. As I've gotten older, I've certainly come to appreciate the real skill that good fishing requires. Finding the right spot to cast out your line, knowing what time of the day is the best to catch the fish that you're looking for, having the right kind of bait, and even being able to recognize when you're not just getting a nibble, but you've actually got that fish on the hook and you're ready to reel it in. These are skills of the experienced fishermen that guys like me would have to put in a whole lot more hours to ever really be able to achieve. Still, I do enjoy just getting to imagine and meditate upon the art of fishing and maybe even pretend from time to time that I know what I'm doing when I get a rod in my hands and get to go out onto the water. Of course, whether you like to fish or not, the art of fishing is actually an essential part of the very foundation of our Christian faith. Jesus may have been a carpenter by trade from the landlocked town of Nazareth, but like Ishmael will be 1,800 years later in Melville's wonderful Moby Dick, the sea will call to our Lord. And from the very beginning of his earthly ministry, he will go out to the Sea of Galilee to gather his disciples from among good, skilled fishermen. The New Testament, of course, tells us that Jesus gathers his fishermen disciples to make them fishers of people and to cast their nets out into the world for the purpose of gathering souls. That's how the story of Jesus's mission begins in the Bible. And for us this morning on the third Sunday of Easter, the art of fishing comes back around again in one of 
Jesus's final resurrection messages to his disciples then. And if you listen closely enough to his disciples right now. In the Gospel of John this morning, Simon Peter and several of the disciples have set off to fish again in the Sea of Tiberias, which is just another name for the good old Sea of Galilee. And after having no luck at catching anything during the night, as the day breaks, the gospel says they suddenly come into encountering someone they do not recognize out on the shore who's calling out across the water to them about the success of their fishing. Children, have you caught any fish? When the disciples tell him that they have not, this person who the light is about to reveal as nothing less than Jesus himself, tells the men to try casting their nets out on the right side of the boat. And when they do, the Bible says there is suddenly so many fish in their net that the disciples cannot haul that net back on board of the boat. It is only then that John, that wonderful disciple whom Jesus loved, looks around to Simon Peter and says, This is the Lord causing Peter to suddenly put his clothes back on. I don't know why he had his clothes off in the first place, but he puts his clothes back on. He's so excited and he dives off into the water and swims over to meet Jesus, leaving the other disciples to roll that boat in, pulling all the fish they've caught behind him. There on the shore, they find that Jesus already has a charcoal fire burning with fish on it and and fresh bread next to it. He will ask the disciples to bring the fish, a few of them at least, that they've just caught in their nets, which Peter will count out to be 153 large fish. Pay attention to that number. And when all the disciples are there, Jesus will take the bread, he will break the bread, and he will give it to his friends, doing the very same thing with the fish, we're told. And the disciples will know then and there that they are in the presence of the living Lord. This is, as the Gospel of John reveals, the third time Jesus will appear and be among the twelve, and it will become one of the resurrection stories John will use to not only show us how Jesus was alive 2,000 years ago, but I believe it will also be another masterful way in which this Gospel reveals to us how Jesus still lives and appears to you and to me in the church today. You see, brothers and sisters, as I've said in the past, I know, anytime something happens in John's gospel, in particular, you should always realize that there must be a story within the story. Not only is the gospel masterfully written for us, but there are always deeper symbols everywhere within it, meant to guide us, the readers, beyond the past and into the faith that we're living right here and right now. These symbolic images are like windows behind closed curtains. When we are able to find them and to open them up, they not only let more light into our room, but they take us straight out into a wider, deeper reaching landscape. For us in the church today, this morning story of Jesus' post-resurrection appearance on the shore of the Sea of Galilee, calling out through the daybreak to his disciples fishing on the boat in deep water, is whether we ourselves recognize it or not, the very heart of our own calling all the way through to today. 
It is where we as Christian followers in the church are meant to be in every part of our life of faith following Jesus. And it is why so many of the churches, including our beautiful church here today, bear within their very architecture, if you notice, the shape of a ship. We are meant to not just be sitting afloat on this old rickety boat, but to be helping in casting the nets out over the right side and over the left into the darkness of the sea we live in out there in our lives, to gather souls with us and to bring them on board the old ship of Zion to the Lord. Jesus says, children, have you caught any fish? Of course, the struggle we in the church always face is that we begin to think it's all about we ourselves and all the great skills that we have to be the captain of the boat. I know quite a few experienced fishermen, and they will tell you that even the best of the best know that there are always going to be days when they can't figure it out. They don't know where to cast their lines to catch the fish. It doesn't matter what kind of bait they have or how great their instrument of fishing is. That certainly is something that the church, believe me, Faces from age to age to age to age. Sometimes this boat is filled up and sometimes there's hardly anyone left. And so we struggle in those moments when there's no one here to figure out our own ideas, to use our own brilliant ingenuity to find a way that works, only to find ourselves continuing to struggle. In my nearly nine years here at this church as your trained fisherman guides. I didn't say captain. Your trained fisherman guide. I've certainly had my moments when I just thought all the fish we could find had come and gone. Shoot, I've even felt like at times this old boat was taken on water. But you know what? Each and every one of those times when I let go of what I thought was the best way to do it, and I got back to the foundation we as the church are built upon, the foundation of nothing but Jesus Christ, the resurrected Lord. When I've let Jesus give me the direction in where to cast out our net, then and only then have I felt like the day is breaking and the light finally shines through all the darkness and I have seen the church resurrected and alive once again. And who is it that we as disciples today are meant to be out there fishing for in the world? Well, one of my favorite symbols in this morning's gospel is that number of fish that I mentioned to you a minute ago that are counted in the net and drawn up at Jesus' direction from the Sea of Galilee on this morning long, long ago. Did you wonder why that gospel says it's 153 fish in the net? Well, believe it or not, most scholars think that this number, like all the numbers that you run across in John's gospel, all of them have a deeper meaning and a deeper purpose. It was believed in the time of Jesus among learned teachers in Greece and in Rome that there were actually a certain number of species of fish that existed out in the water. And the number of that species was 153. So the deeper revelation 
when that net arrives on the shore with Jesus is that those fishermen have not just caught the best fish or the biggest fish or the smallest fish. The disciples of Jesus have caught in that net every variety of fish in that water to catch and to bring ashore. Just as the church today is still called to go out there and not bring in the best of people or the worst of people, to bring in every soul, to bring those souls home to be in the presence of Jesus. Brothers and sisters, when you come to the church on a Sunday morning and hopefully on a lot of other days throughout the week, you are here to study one thing, and that is the art of fishing. For we are all souls that have already been caught up in Jesus' net. We've all been brought to the shore from those raging seas out there in front of us in the world. We have Jesus alive and living, breaking bread for us and giving it to us, feeding us each and every time we need it. And now we have become the Lord's fishermen and fisherwomen. Jesus is calling us to follow those disciples in love and go out and fish for souls. And whether we know it or not, we know how to do it already. Because brothers and sisters, We already know the way and the truth and the life. We know the risen Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen.